Good afternoon. It's Tuesday, so it's Sotaful time. Hello, hello. We are just a few minutes behind, but welcome to Sotaful. We are talking about mental health. Come on in. Hi, and welcome to Sotaful. Good evening. Good evening. Hello, hello, hello. I am Janet. I'm Toya. I'm Nakia. Well, that's Ashley over there. And today, 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 we are getting ready for Minority Mental Health Month. Did you know that July was Minority Health to Minority Mental Health Month? So we thought that that this is the last week of June. We'll make sure to get you ready. How has your mental health been? I mean, let's be real. We've been living in a pandemic a little over a year and a half now. And what is the status of your mental health? Do you find that some days are just, and then some days you're on top of the moon? Or do you find that you have many more days that are, depressing or sad um are you in good contact with your mental health i know people say you shouldn't talk to yourself but baby aza 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 the three of us we talk to all three of ourselves yes we do so before we get any started anymore we just got, what you working on lady oh, well, on a spreadsheet very formula heavy um, for my full-time job today. I offboarded a client this week, so I'm looking for new clients. So I have several coffee chats scheduled. So that's going to be interesting because I'm nervous. So that's what I worked on. Well, nice. Go ahead, Toya. All right. Um, so if I can recall this morning, I was blessed to work with you all this morning. So did a little soulfulness. Um, One of our sisters, Mindful and Melanated, Mindful and Melanated. You'll hear more about her. Um, Regina um, did a little bit of stuff with her today and just um, enjoyed just, you know, finishing up some loose ends for June. What about you, Janet? Well, let's be honest. My mental health is not in a good place. I have been sort of in a, a rut, a stuck. Um, my dad is not doing well and you know how it is for me with my parents. So um, I've just not been in a good mental state, but however, I'm still trying to push through. Um, yesterday was just full of meetings today, kind of catching up, but in between, you know, if you see me keep looking to the side, it's cause I'm just waiting for the call from my brother to give me an update. So why not? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about mental health. So that is, that is where I am today. And guys, um, Ashley um, was scheduled to, to come with us today, and she's talking about mental health. And so we're just going to kind of do the precursor. She's going to come on later on this month and, and share her story. So with that being said, 
let, let, let me ask each of you, what, what do you think your mental health state is? If you had to go from one to a hundred, what grade would you give your mental health? What is one? Low or what is one? One is, one low, is low, 50, 50 is, is me, and 100, 100 is the curve. Um, I would say my mental health is in like 80 something. Um, I personally have a mental health diagnosis and take medication for it. And so I think I'm on a good spectrum right now. Um, I'm on steady medication. Um, I have a steady schedule. I have constant um, things in my life that are that are helping me stay balanced. So I personally think I'm at like an 85. Toya, what about you? So I'm going to say the same. I'm probably in the 80 range. Now, if you asked me this question last week, it would have been more like the 10 range. <laughs> Because a lot was going on. This this thing fluctuates, you know what I'm saying? It can fluctuate. So right now everything's pretty steady. So I'm well, I would it. say um, yeah, maybe I'm in the fluctuation because I'm I'm feeling upbeat, but really my mental state, I would say, is about a 40, maybe maybe a 20. I'm just I'm just all over the place in my mind, and I can't just seem to gather my thoughts to work or to focus. I mean, I, I found myself snacking all day today and I'm not even a snacker. I was eating chips, chips and dip. I noticed that. I was like, did she go and cook or something? Because she's been eating for a while. Yeah, yeah. I, and I'm not an eater like that. And so um, I'm, I'm antsy. I'm not comfortable. Yeah, so I would, I'm at a 40, but because I love y'all, I've got to push on through. <clears throat> and so when you think about that, when you think about when your mental state is is um, attacking you or defeating you in some, what are some things you kind of do to make you trigger it back to be like, come on, come on. I had to laugh at Toya. That's how I got myself. Which, which Toya? Not, not this one. I ain't to be laughed at. You must be talking about that other toy. Nakia, Nakia shaking her head. Nakia shaking her head. Nakia shaking her head. How? So anyway, right? So I had to, I had to chuckle at a few things because, and you know, it's funny how you in your, your. I don't want to say defeat, but you dealing with things, and here come, I like to say, God be like. Come on, I don't care. Come on, here you go. I'm punching you still. Come on, what you gonna do? <laughs> That's how I felt Toya was doing to me because she she knew where my mind was and she was like, "You still gonna do this? So you still gonna handle it? Come on, you can." Yeah, and so that's how I felt. That's how you feel. Oh gosh, I'm sorry. It does. It, it is. Uh, it is okay. Christ never told us it was gonna be easy. He just told us we was going to endure. So I endured the punches and I came on. <laughs> but what do you all do when you feel your mental state is being manipulated or disrupted? Yeah, for me, I try to alleviate any things that's going to be punching me. That, that's what I try to do. Um, I come, I come, I'll come to co-working. You know, I'll come to see y'all's faces, hear y'all talk y'all foolery and bamboozlement. And that, that helps me get out my funk. 
I would say the same camaraderie and watching y'all do what y'all do, even though I have nothing to do, watching y'all do what y'all do um, motivates me to do something in my business. Even though I don't have a client, it'll motivate me to do something in my business or it'll motivate me to just stay on schedule. You know, I, instead of wallowing in the bed, it makes me get up and go to co-working. It makes me get up and pay attention to things that I need to be getting done or that things that I could be getting done if I, if I would have, that I would have been missing out if I had a client. So those CEO days or, um, back office tasks. So it, yeah, co-working helps. Thank y'all for that. It helps me for sure. And so what, what words of encouragement, if people are not fortunate to have a co-working platform, what, what words of encouragement would you tell them? I mean, let, let's be realistic in this day and age, there might be more single people at home by themselves working. And what could we say to them to encourage them when their day just feels like, oh. For myself, when I, I definitely remember being a single person and, and um, feeling you like- You sure? I absolutely okay. do. I, I have a, there was one day I did not have a tribe and I remember, <laughs> and, and if I felt when I was feeling lonely or, you know, thoughts that maybe want me to be feeling depressed, I make myself get out the house. Cause if not, I'd be there with pizza and just sitting and eating and being depressed. I would go to my favorite restaurant at the time was Olive Garden. I would go to Olive Garden and just listen to people around me having conversations, being in an environment that was lit, you know, hearing, you know, parents talking to their kids and all that kind of stuff. It, just, it helped me just to, cause it's not, a, it helped me to understand it's not all about me and everything's not me, me, me. There's a whole world out here and it just helped me to hear people and, and things going on around me to help me. Mm. Plus food was good. <laughs> the salad was good. The salad and the soup. <laughs> That's my favorite, soup and salad. Every time I go there. It's unlimited. I, they have good soup? Yes, the Zupa Toscana is the best. I make That's it at my home. That's What's the name? It's Zupa Toscana, but it's kale and sausage soup. It's good. Oh, like what Publix makes. Is that sausage per pork? Per, per, yes, it's probably. probably. Yes. I took oh, that. Oh, okay, okay, never mind. I make it at home and it's pork. Oh, okay. Um, Publix makes it with turkey sausage. But anyway, I digress off of that. So, with an um Toya has an article to share with us um in regards to um minority mental health. So okay, well, here we go. July is minority mental health month and it's a nationwide effort developed by Mental Health Health America to shed light on the multitudes of mental health experiences with by biopic, am I saying that, Black, Indigenous, people of color, communities, and offers that disappropriate inequities due to systemic ban banners and historical adversity. And with that with being, that said, being said, said, what do you think our history has to do with our mental health? Like, like, do you do think, you it's, think it's, it's the, the, the slavery amendment? The slavery. I don't think it's that. I think it's the the um, stigma that comes with it. Because I know when I first was diagnosed, in my family, no one wanted to talk about it. Um, everyone said, "No, that couldn't be you. 
or no, that can't be something you got from us because we just don't have those issues. It was very hush-hush. I mean, one of my cousins told me that she literally had a diagnosis, but she didn't want anyone to know about it. So um, I think in the black community, there's a stigma with um, a mental health diagnosis and and just not being as strong as you as you are, what is the word? Made out to be. I know, I, I know that's not really the word, but made well, out to be. Well, because we have these, these things in our head that says a woman has to be strong, a woman has to carry the family, a woman has to do this and this and this and this. And, you know, when you think those ways, those things can stop you from from thinking, oh, wait a minute, I need to talk to somebody because things are getting a little too heavy for me. Mm. Yeah, um, my, again, mindful and melanated. Hopefully we can, she can come on the show and talk to us a little bit. Uh, that is Regina. And uh, she talks about when the kids said that's that strong black woman mentality. I think we all have it. I don't know anybody that I know that doesn't have that, you know. Like we get it done, we get it all done, and we get it done the best, you know? And that is not realistic, is what I have learned. Um, it's not realistic for me. I am my very best self when I don't try to do everything. <laughs> when I do, it stuff gets crazy and I get crazy. I'm not balanced when I try to do it all, you know? And in this little little deal here, this article, it talks about um, being marginalized, oppressed, disenfranchised people. And um, one of the words in their trauma, I feel like black people, I mean, I understand all people experience trauma, don't get me wrong, but I, I was taught on, on the show I did yesterday, we talked about the police and how they how they deal with us. It is very unique. It's not the same as they deal with other communities, you know what I'm saying? And it is traumatizing when the police come into your house and say that you stole something and you haven't, and they tell your kids you're going to jail, that stuff, that affects you and your family for, it could be years and years and years, you know? Like, um, like sometimes you really need to talk to somebody about that because it is traumatizing. And so um, I, I, I'm, I didn't know about this. Did y'all? Did y'all know that we had a, a month? That July, July was... And also, too, there, there is the, the, the problem that there are not a lot of people you can talk to that understand you. So that, you know, now you, you're comfortable talking to someone, but you, you can't find someone that looks like you that understands the things that you go through. So that's another part of Mental Health Minority Month, um, being able to find a, a therapist of color. And I think one of the things that we, when, when you think about history and you think about us as both women and men, because I don't want you, I don't want us to negate our brothers because sometimes I think they have more deeper and serious and more severe mental issues but i think we've all been always taught to bite um bite our tongue and either you were either told go pray about it or okay baby we we okay that's just in here it can't come out the house i mean if you want to yeah, go have a tantrum go when, I was, when I was first diagnosed the girl at work told me that all i needed to do was pray she was like you taking all these days off of work and now you're coming back talking about you got this and you got that. And all you need to do is pray. You just need to pray on it and it'll go away. And that was disheartening to me because I do pray. I do have faith. I'm doing my best to, to come to work. And I'm doing my best to, to take care of my kids. And my best was not good enough. And I still needed assistance. And so that, that was hurtful. 
I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry that you experienced that, and that's not unique. I hear that all the time. You know, saying you must have a demon or some craziness because, you know, you're you're experiencing health issues. Like because my my arm is broken, I got a demon. That's just you know what I'm saying. Come on. But uh, that is that is both not not knowing or well versed on how to deal with someone right. who has mental health, as well as their own say their own insecurity. Or, because, you know, sometimes people tend to tell you to do things because they're experiencing it in their family or in their circle. And if they own up to it to you and say, well, Nakia, maybe you should go lay down. Or, then that means when they go home or to their significant other or wherever, they have to go. And instead of being like, now nah, be quiet, they got to be quiet to you, too, so to make sure that it's even playing for you. <clears throat> Excuse me, my apologies. But I think that's one of the disservices that we have been doing, especially to our community for so long, because we we tend to keep things under under the rug or kept quiet while other communities and ethnicities, they deal with their issues. Now, sometimes they deal with them a little bit more different and explosive than we do, but they tend to deal with them because trust and believe if you knew that Johnny had an issue you knew Johnny had an issue because the mother be like, Johnny has an issue and they make a big deal out of it as opposed to us who, oh, no, we fine. We all right. We strong. Yeah, we hold our heads up. up. We stand stand straight. straight. Oh, nothing's wrong with my family. family. Yeah, I had to um, come out with things because I had a daughter who was diagnosed when she was younger. And in order for me to raise her and get her to a point where she could advocate for herself. I had to be open and honest and advocate everywhere so that she would not feel like it was something wrong with her or that she couldn't talk about how she felt or what she was going through. So that is the one reason why I speak out about it. Do you find that in our, as the years are going by, that mental health has become younger and younger? Yes, my daughter was diagnosed at four with bipolar. At four? At four. Wow. So do y'all think it's the food? At four, that baby hasn't experienced anything. Yeah, we went to go to school. And when we went to school, I thought it was separation anxiety. You know, because she would holler and scream and not pay attention to the teacher. So I thought it was separation anxiety. But then um, it just kept getting more and more aggressive. Um, She would throw deaths and she would holler and scream and she would hit people. And it just became more and more um, disobedient and things like that. So they recommended that we get her tested. And that's when we were notified that that's what it was. And so with that being said, what did, did, uh, I mean, I'm not to say that she grew out of it, but do you find that she's at a, a different level or, uh, or maybe she, yeah, I, I feel like she, um, she owns it. She knows when she's having issues, she goes off her meds and she does well off her meds. But when she feels like she can't handle something, she'll go get meds. And she or she'll go and stay at the hospital for the weekend. You know, she okay, she knows okay. what she needs for herself. 
Wow, that's, yeah, that's, you, you yeah, have to you think, have about, to think that. about that. You're, You're four, four, you already dealing as you go through school, the different insecurities of being a child, whether you got long hair, short hair, light skin, dark skin, you know, chubby or skinny, or, you know, your parents make more money, you wear the latest fad or you don't. In addition to being, having to take care of your own, mental state because I'm sure as she grew old and was able sometimes she would have to be like okay do I want to throw the desk or do I want to do I want to get myself together or I'm really gonna throw a desk or you know and then the aggression that she has to deal with on the back end because I'm sure throwing a desk is not like oh I threw a desk and oh, I she's feel been, fine. Yeah, she's been put out of school plenty of times. Yeah. She's been expelled from a particular school for hitting the principal. She 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 had her whole gamut of things that she had to go through. She had yeah. to have a counselor with her. She couldn't go to class by herself. She had to have a counselor that was with her all day long. And, you know, she she grew into someone who could manage it. And I'm very proud of that. I'm I'm very proud of her too. I'm very because I'm I'm just thinking about everything that she endured, and to know that she's able to stand tall, be an adult, be successful, and that's why I wonder. So, because when we were growing up, you know, we used to hear of special ed children, right? But they were few and far and in between, and And maybe maybe I'm, I'm. I'm and not saying that we didn't. That's a distinction. Amia didn't have a special ed learning disability. Amia had an emotional disability. I had to fight for that designation for her so that she wouldn't be put in LD classes or she wouldn't be treated a certain way. She had an emotional disturbance, not a learning disability. So when so you when think you about think that, what has brought the, I don't want to say phenomenon, but what has brought it so so vast that it's it's like maybe every other household has someone dealing with mental illness. Where did this come come from? from. I think it's more so that people are noticing things at an earlier age. Um, You know, with the teacher noticing those characteristics in her that I just thought was separation anxiety, we were able to diagnose her and get her treatment and start her on a, a, a itinerary of sort to make sure that she had she had a successful rearing, whereas um, back in the day everybody wanted to throw everything under the rug and they wanted to act like it didn't exist or things like that. And so, being that you didn't see it, it was out of sight, out of mind. No one was no one was diagnosing it. And see, that goes to talk about the the distinction and the character and the intensiveness of that teacher. Because that teacher was paying attention to her students. She chose to not necessarily become a parent, but she chose to become one with them. So, hey, I'm noticing that don't seem right. That don't seem right. And I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't one of those parents that was like, oh, okay, I'll take what she said. I was like, you got to be crazy. You're not going to label my child. You're not going to do this to my child. You're not putting my child on no meds. We did a whole bunch of things before we got to medication and doctor's appointments. Wow. I love that you said that, 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 because um, 
that's what people think they, they see that you have someone may have issues other than they're taking all this medication like you said that it's, it's a process you got to see what, what works best and medication is um, one option but there's a whole bunch of other different things and individually you got to see what works best you know for you or your child so i'm so glad to hear that you know um what do you guys think about these these stats down here what does it say um this is that black African Americans and Hispanic Americans use mental health services at about half the rate of white Americans in the past year. I think that's going to change in the next year, a couple years. What I think it's going to change too because there is mindful and melanated. There is black girl therapy. There is different groups now that are coming out to say we are going to treat our people because our people need a certain type of treatment. <laughs> yes. But then again, that goes back to the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? The way how they deal with things, because truly I would beg to differ that the numbers were higher. However, they are able to go to well-to-do clinics and send them to well as, you know, nice establishments where you go away for a couple of days and, you get the doctor, but you get all get our activity. So no one would know know the difference that you are suffering from mental mental illness as opposed to us, where our locations are in the hospital or on on the on the eighth floor, and you already know the eighth floor is considered the crazy ward. Or if you're in the African American community, you're in a place that hospital would be in a place where everybody could notice. So the, so the discreetness, discreetness and the secretness of you having to deal with this issue, issue, you don't have that privacy because you don't have that money and it's not at that location. And, and that's another thing. I agree with um, China. The stats are higher because it costs too much for us. I have a really good job and I had really good insurance and my medication was still $500 a month. How mm -hmm. am I supposed to manage getting myself back together to, to raise two kids by myself and work a full-time job when my medicine costs $500 and I only make 700 So, yeah. So, yeah. It's so, either, am I, I feeding, feeding myself, myself and, my children, and my children or am I taking, my, I taking man? my man? And if I don't if take, I don't my, take man, my man, that makes that me spaz out sometimes. sometimes. So, sometimes the things I do with my children or towards my children, if somebody's looking, they're going to say, Oh, she's an unfit mother or she's abusing her children, not knowing that I really need this medicine over here to help me cope. But then if you take the medicine and don't take care of your children, you're still an unfit mother because you're neglecting them. You're not feeding them. You're not putting a roof over your head. It's, 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 uh, how are you supposed to win? You can't win to the left. You can't win to the right. Hmm. It's such a dialogue. It's such a dialogue. Um, and I wanted to offer that, um, I guess, a couple of things. Number one, just because you haven't been diagnosed with something doesn't mean that, you know, I feel like we all, that's something that we all deal with, our mental. And, and, yes, and everyone has mental health. You might not have a mental health diagnosis, but everyone has mental health. Yeah, and we have to keep it, um, keep it together, and we have to find ways to do that. You know, like I said, I have been not diagnosed with anything, but I, I can tell when I'm a little off, you know what I'm saying? So I have to do things to help me to get more balance. 
Um, I also wanted to offer that, you know, you guys talk about the expense of this, and I'm sorry, I'm whispering, I'm in the library, y'all. But um, there are mental health coaches as well. You know, I know that, um, you know, a psychologist, psychiatrist and stuff, they can be extremely expensive, but there are some coaches out here too. Um, and we know some Latrice uh, Richardson, she's a great one. And I just, um, I just, I just pray and recommend that we, you know, we find a way as a community to make sure we get what we need. You know, um, I think it's possible. I don't care how expensive some doctor is and even, and we're working together, we can help each other to get it. I know the kid, we talked about that scholarship, um, to help people. I, I want to make sure we do that this year. You know, maybe maybe that's something we can make sure it's instituted this month, you know, July. So, y'all, we, we got to make stuff happen to make sure that we're good, you know, as a community. And sometimes we have to um thankful to you all today because, you know, like we said earlier when we started the show, you know, I, I'm not in a good mental state than where I normally am. But thankful, thank you to you all that you know, come on, Miss Janet. Come on, Miss Janet. You kept talking to me. You kept trying to keep keeping my mind focused on something else. And and I know that you all will check on me during the night to be like, come on, what what you thinking about? How is that? Because you know, my mind is just. But it, it it really is knowing and caring about someone genuinely. Besides just okay, you'll be all right. Go take your meds to stay in touch with them because. You never know at that one at that one moment that they may shed that tear, that that tear may force them to go and react in another way. And it really, it when people are having mental health issues or experience things on, on a regular basis, it starts to break them down in their body physically as well so that they can't fight the necessary fight. Because, you know, usually when you have, <clears throat> excuse me, when you have a cold, what do they do? They tell you, okay, well, if you have a cold, take some medicine, try to walk around. You rest a little, but try to move your body or move your mind so that you still move. But when you start to break down mentally, it starts to deteriorate you on physically. And then eventually, emotionally, spiritually, you just break and cave. I just want to say kudos real quick to China. That's right, sis. She said she took six months off from everything to avoid. That's right. Whatever you need to do, bump that job, bump the kids, bump it. Do what you need to do for your mental. So that's what's up, sis. Awesome. And thank you. So glad. For, thank you for joining us. And yeah, mental health is so important. We're looking forward to sharing tidbits in July. And I'm so grateful we have a, a month for, for minority mental health. Yes, 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 yes. Wow, that's phenomenal that China was able to take six months off. That's amazing. Uh, and to just to deal with whatever she was going through. And I'm glad that she had some type of support system that was there for her because thank God, you know, her six months didn't lead her to a further, you know, way of separation or isolation. Yeah, I'm glad she posted that because some of us wouldn't even think. I, I don't, in my mind, I know when I was working for the man, I wouldn't even think that I would have that ability. Like I can take off my, you know, so I'm glad that she posted that. Somebody's going to see that and say, oh, wow, you know what? Maybe I can take off a, a month or two so I can get it together. Yeah, so I'm it. taking off three months at a time for my mental health. I mean, I'll awesome. tell my boss, look, I am not feeling well. I got to go get myself together. I'm out and I will not be out for three months. Love it. Love it. You know, I wonder here in Georgia, because Georgia is a right to work state. I wonder because we have um, a lot of people that um, will end up on the news due to mental health 
And I wonder if that is one of the factors why, because we are a right to work state, why people don't take off and deal with their mental health. Virginia mm-hmm. is a right to work state. All you got to do is get a note from your doctor. Mm-hmm. If you got that, FLSA, that, that, they have to protect your job. Mm. And that's what that's, I do. I go and get my, my doctor to sign my paperwork and I go sit at home for three months. I might spend a week in the hospital, but the rest of the time I'm just at home getting my medicine calibrated. Hmm. That's something, as I think about it, because you know you hear so much mental health stuff on the news here in Atlanta, and it, it, it might be people are fearful, but then once again, that goes back to lack of knowledge, because if you don't have knowledge about when you can take off or what you are entitled to, then you won't take off. Then once again, you're back into that same thing of take care of my family or suffer. And most people people will suffer. I would say anybody who has a job, go to the EAP line first. The EAP line is going to give you five doctor's visits for free. And that in those five doctor's visits, you figure out whether or not you need to go out and get your doctor to sign your paperwork, and you go take your time off. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Wow. China said exactly. You have to. I don't have mental health issues, but focused on my health overall. Yeah. Good see. Stuff. Well, just that—that that goes back to what I was mentioning earlier. I mean, sometimes one thing can affect another, and affect another, and. Before you know it, the dominoes have all fell, and and it, and you're done. Yeah. Do you find that your 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 parents are well? I know Nakia sort of mentioned that her family wasn't open to it. Toya, do you think if you were to go to your husband or your dad or mom and say, you know, I'm experiencing these issues, do you think they would be receptive to it? Yeah, I think this is a climate, like right now, I think people are open to that kind of stuff. I think my family would be, I don't know about 15, 20 years ago. I don't know. I don't think we talked about mental health stuff in my family, you know? Um, I, I don't know. But now I think they are. Yeah, I think, mm. I, I think we've all evolved and stuff. And um, again, like I said, I don't recall really having anyone in the family that has mental health issues, but I, we all have friends, you know, we have extended family and this is the conversation I think is, is open now. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah. I know in my family it 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 wouldn't be received. They would be like, "You sure? Oh, where you get it from? Oh, where you get it from? Yeah. Oh, friend outside give you that." I mean, they would never think that it was something that was going on inside of me. And then, and in actuality, they would probably say, "Me go beat it out of you. I'm go pray it out. I'm go look at my obi man." Or something of that too, because they're gonna think that it can't be, it can't be them. And and once again, it goes back to your history, the things you you've endured, or the things. So they would never think that it was something that we had in our lineage or in our family. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I can look back now that I'm educated on the things and and pinpoint different people in my family and know that something was wrong with them. I mean, it used to be my grandma would say my uncle was very hyper, but my uncle act just like Amir did. I mean, he would jump off, car, jump out of cars, and he would jump off buildings, and he would stay in trouble, and he was in jail all the time. That was Amir. You know, that was Amir. So, I mean, you can go back and just look at the behaviors that weren't recognized back then. You know, the crazy uncle. The uncle was crazy for real. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We just um we just hit it so well. Thanks for making all of us aware of the many resources available to us all, medical, mental, etc. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Mr. Varner. Thank and, you. And check us out this uh, July. We'll have more. We'll have more for you for sure because it's really important to us. Yeah, we're gonna have to explore that. And um, like we said, we had a guest today, unfortunately, but was having some technical issues um with her um sound. So. That's why we were unsuccessful in bringing her on. But she was going to tell us a story about how she survived mental health, mental health for 21 years and how she is keeping to stay, stay in survival mode because it's still an everyday battle. But you think about those that are, are have those extra mental thoughts or mental issues. I mean, you know, prayerfully for me, it might just be the next couple of days because of what I'm dealing with. But then I'll bounce back. But suppose I didn't have that capability to bounce back. How do you? How do they survive day to day? And then what are the triggers? N- Nikia, do you know what your triggers are that can cause you to go somewhere, you know, or think something else? Mine's a stress. If I'm stressed out or if I have something going on that I can't control as well as I want to control because I'm the control freak, um, then if it goes on for a prolonged period of time, I'll start to unravel. Wow. And so if you notice that I'm missing, I'm not responding to you, or um, you haven't seen me in a while, that that's me retreating into myself. Because I'm always responsive, I'm always present. So once I start to disappear, that's when something's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Toya, do you think you have? I know you say you're not, you don't really experience, but do you think you have any triggers that, you know, sometimes you might just be like, okay, let me go lay it down? I think it um, definitely, um, I think what helps me together is uh, proper eating. If I don't eat right, I, I get a little loopy for sure. And I, and yeah. And then, um, and then also control as well. Um, there's some things that I feel like I should have control of. And if I don't, that, that makes me a little, a little loopy as well. So. Yeah. yeah I think for me, I, I know, I know family is a big thing for me, especially since what I went through with my mom. I think that's, that's the eater of me or the, the, the thing that absorbs me right now. And then I also think sometimes um, I allow my mindset to sometimes get the best of me and what I'm worth or what I'm value. And, and I think that that wrestles with me. And I hate it when the two of them, I feel at times that the two of them are attacking me at the same time. You know what? Now that I think about, it, maybe I need to go talk to somebody. I mean, it, it's not that I'm I'm lost, and I may be lost and just know how to deal with it well. But it might be something I need to invest in to help me deal with my emotions. And there's nothing wrong with talking. Um, you can have a conversation, and nothing be wrong with you. You just need someone else to hear your viewpoint and give you some feedback. So there's nothing wrong with talking at all. That's right. That's right. So, so far, this um, conversation has been real fruitful. Don't, don't y'all? 
feel that way? I feel like it's been very fruitful, a great yeah. kind of intro to mental health. So I want to know where, where we at now. How, what's your status right now? How you feeling right now, especially after the conversation? In China and big, y'all tell us too. What's your status? How are you feeling from one to one hundred? Where's your mental? How you feeling? I think I moved up a little. I think I'm like a mile, like, like eighty nine. I'm still at the eighty five. I don't have nothing going on. I'm good. I took my meds. Mm, I might be a little bit more lower okay. than where I was. You're okay. lower. Now that I'm, that I'm thinking that I'm about things. Thinking about some things. Oh my goodness. We're gonna yeah. have to get you some, get you some conversation. That's right. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's Talk Space and BetterHelp. Those are two online therapists that you can talk to. Talk Space oh, and BetterHelp. No, no. So just in case you need it. Talk Space and BetterHelp. What about you, China? How you doing, sis? What's your status? You need you help. Need help. China just onboarded a client. Well, those are two good sources that you just shared, Nakia. And as we can think of more, we'll definitely share. And and again, co-working, we have each other too, you know, always here to talk. That's one of the reasons why we actually started the show. You know, make sure that there's always somebody that we can kind of, hey, this her husband. Hey, husband. I mean, Nakia's husband. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Maybe it's just all in my mind. Yeah, no, and about nothing yeah, is all yeah. in your mind. If you feel it, you feel it. You own your feelings. Yeah, definitely own your feelings. Um, and I know for me also talking to myself does help me though. It just it just does. I know y'all talked about that earlier. Yeah, that, that I do. Because that brain will try to tell you some funky stuff. And I have to combat that brain show. Well, we thank you for joining us on a, another great edition of Soulful as we really um, dived into getting ready for Minority Mental Health Month. I mean, July is just a few days away, and it's just real conversation that we need to continue to have and focus on because, you know, we are living in unprecedented times and other additional things have come onto our plate, living in a pandemic, working from home, things not going back, you know, and now they're about to open schools back and our children will be going back to school. And how do you feel about that? Are you scared for your children? So there are so many elements and things that we are taking on more and more day by day. And it, it, it does cause us to be in a mental state. It does cause us to have thoughts and things that we have to deal with. So we just wanted, just wanted to just I want to say too, just like you have things going on, your children have things going on too. So don't forget to ask them how they feel or if they need somebody to talk to or if they need to uh, something. Absolutely. Valid right. point. Valid point. At our church, we are trying to have a um a a full panel about going back to school with children and their parents about them taking, because, you know, still in your, in certain ages, you still have to take other vaccines. Are you afraid about your children taking those vaccines? Will they try to slip in the vaccine? You know, and that's serious conversation, you know, that you have to, you have to think about, 
you know, in regards to, okay, well, you give him my child vaccine for, I don't know, what do they do at seven and nine? You know, uh, what's the difference? And is that vaccine secure? I know you've been giving it. So it just, it just causes you to have a lot of thoughts and, and discrepancies with things. Well, as we get ready to close out the show, you know, we always, always, always have a lovely sponsor. And even though she is not here with us today, we sure want to talk about Ayoto Services. Yeah, that is the lovely Latoya, who is your virtual assistant in the beauty industry. She is off doing an assignment, but if you need some help in your beauty business, definitely, definitely contact Latoya of Ayoto Services. She is the bomb.com. <laughs> And that's a yotal.com, y'all. A-Y-O-T-A-L.com. She can help you. Yes. All right. Well, thank everyone for their time and attention today. I'm going to keep an open line of communication with mine because he is homeschooled and his social and his social life now. All right, China. Well, we thank you, all of you that joined us and watched. Um, we appreciate you being here with us. Tune in next week. Well, next month is supposed to be Nakia's month of hosting. Yay! So it's my sweet sorrows to say bye-bye. So long for now. I'll, I'll be in the background. And Nakia will be up front being your wonderful, soulful host. We see you next week. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Bye-bye. Hi, and welcome to Soul Support.